Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. I can't. I can't with that thing. Wyatt is way too excited with that green flag today. Welcome into Gone Racing, my friends. I, of course, am hanging out. Brennan Gone, hanging out in the studio there. Oh, now he's on. Now he's on. Oh, now he's doing it all calm. There you go. Uh, Brennan Gone in studio, the fabulous VEASAN studio at the South Point. Mr. Jeffrey Motley is out in Nash, Vegas uh, this week, hanging out as one of the many tracks that SMI sends my good buddy, Mr. Motley, all around the country to. And Mr. Motley, I hear we have a better security guard today. Oh, we do. I've got a truck that's about 50 pounds right behind me up against the door, and I have the wheels locked. So if somebody tries to open it, it ain't open. It ain't happening. <laughs> well, and I'm breaking our rule today. Normally, we always wear South Point 400 stuff, but, you know, with what just happened, I know it's a racing show, but I got to have a little, Stan, you know, VGK Stanley Cup champions on today. Yeah, I have my VGK hat with me on this trip, and the number of people that I have seen this week, it says, oh, I loved your hockey team. That was fun. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm jealous. You guys already got your stuff. I'm, mine's still waiting to get processed. No, no, no. I don't have my championship stuff. I just have a Golden Knights hat. My championship oh, stuff is still in the way. Yeah, yeah, Brendan probably waited in line for three hours at the Arsenal <laughs> to get his. I just go online and order mine and wait for the UPS guy to deliver it. No, I wasn't there. The uh, Rochelle Rice and Nick Rice took my seats and uh, for, for giving them seats to game five of the Stanley Cup, they brought me back a hat, so. You, you know, I wondered how Rochelle got such good seats. I saw her Facebook <laughs> post, and I'm like, "Wow, Rochelle knows somebody tonight." <laughs> uh, you know, but I was I was in Honduras scuba diving with my boys, so it was a great time to have an off week for us. But let's get back to what we're talking about, Mr. Motley, and of course, we got to wrap up uh, everything that was Sonoma. A um, little bit of a of a I don't, I'm not going to call it a snooze fest. It's just a I like look. I love road racing, right? I mean, so I I love road racing. Just didn't have a lot of the strategy plays, didn't have a lot of the stuff. Had a massive mistake by old Denny Hamlin. Um, listening to everybody talk about it, I am kind of chuckling, um, hitting the driver's left wall before the start-finish line, which, I, uh, uh, Jeff, we've been doing this a long time. I, I I don't remember anybody ever hitting that with it not having, like, being yeah. pushed into it or something breaking or Kind of I certainly haven't seen it in a cup race. We might have had an ARCA guy or two, you know, scrape <laughs> well, that thing. But, ARCA guys, um, come on, that don't know, count. We've, we've had them you know, do everything. You know, last year in the truck race, we had two guys go head on into the wall in turn one yes. after the start finish line, and that was a hard hit. In fact, we had to stop the race and get the wall fixed, but I've never seen a guy misjudge turn 12 and scrape the inside wall like that before. Not was, without help. And that pissed me off because I had Denny to win, of course, win my group. And so Denny finishing dead last on the field, that was not a good thing for me. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, there's, there's something funny about you actually picking Denny I, to win and then him crash. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I pick him and I, I never pick him and I pick him. And then he finishes dead. Not doesn't just finish, finishes DFL on the yes. field. Like, come on, you got to yeah. be killing, killing me. 
kidding me. Uh, but who did win the race was our good buddy, Martin Turex Jr. Martin dominated the show. I mean, absolutely did what, what Martin Turex Jr. was doing a couple years ago at road races, led 51 of the, of the 110 laps. He was 30 to one to win. We talked about that 30 to one to win. And we talked about it like, man, should we bet this? But I think that first of all, that's a former sprint NASCAR cup champion. At a road course where he dominated road courses three years ago, four years, something yeah. like that, got right before yeah. pandemic ish. And he was 30 to one plus 850 for a top three, almost double digit top three, 275 and 300 for Toyota. Group E, 275, Toyota, 300. What? 30 to one, Jeff. Thir- talk about no respect. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield right here and just putting it on him. Well, you started the no respect thing with him. I did. You said he was going to be the most disappointing driver this year. But I'll tell you, he's back. He really is. And, you know, the last 10 laps of the race, I'm standing in victory lane. And the victory lane we have at Sonoma now, it's not like probably what you remember. We actually set it up on the drag strip right across from the start-finish line. So you can watch those cars come down the hill through the S's. And, I mean, watching Truex come through the S's, it was literally like his car was on a rail. He was so smooth, same line every time, never bobbled. Nobody else came down through the S's except for maybe Kyle Busch anywhere close to the way that Martin was coming down through those S's. And I'm just sitting here watching that car, and I'm thinking, if something crazy doesn't happen, there's no way he's not winning this race. I mean, 30-1, to and this is his fourth win at Sonoma. Fourth win. He won it yeah. 2013, 2018, 2019, and then this one, of course. Fourth win, uh, second win this season, not fourth, uh, fourth time at Sonoma. That's, that's four wins in 10 races. I mean, that's. Can, can the picker get a mulligan on their pick from two weeks a mu- ago? A mullet? Oh, what do we just, just, just go ahead and repick now? Uh, I'm, so, I'm so disappointed. I was looking at it. I'm like, dang, Truex is 30 to 1, and he's yeah. actually. I'm sick about that one. That was, that was, dude, 30 to 1. I mean, we talked about it. We all, I mean, I gave you stats on him last time. I mean, he was great at, we said how great he was at, at Sonoma. It's just, you know, I, 30 to one. And, and yeah, I, I hope somebody jumped on that in a big way and, and was able to, to win on that because we did not jump on it here. We just talked about it. Um, uh, one little thing, we all were high on Tyler Reddick, of course, right? Tyler was, was one of the Toyotas that we thought might win the race. Um, had an interesting little penalty there, Jeff. And, and let, let's start off by saying Tyler did the right thing. So for the, he t- did the right thing, and, and I still don't think he should have been penalized. He and didn't really short course. Like he didn't, he, he short didn't cut he, the course. He long coursed. Yes, he long course. He did a quarter twice. He never, he never got to the start finish line. So to me, the fact he never got to the start finish line and he cut through the the opening there, turn eleven to go get into the pits. Well, I, I just don't understand why that. I listen. Was- I listen to NASCAR's NASCAR's uh, uh, explanation. Now they said one thing right. The rule is you can't do that. So, okay, period, you can't just cut the island back across the island and get to pit road. That is shortcutting to get back to pit road, which, which I is. I guess that's the whole thing because once you miss the opening to pit road, yes. in, in every other racetrack, you're going to have to go all the way around. The way you around. don't get to turn around and drive backwards down pit road without getting a penalty. So, so I understand that. And but he didn't short course the course. It wasn't like we're thinking like, you know, he was able to gain a lap on the field or anything. And yeah, there wasn't. Their explanation. Yeah, Rosie Ruiz in the Boston Marathon. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> and and their explanation though is that he get you know he gained all this and I'm like whoa, whoa he didn't gain 
anything. The rule is you can't just blow by it and make it around. But it was a brilliant move on his part to to at least salvage his race car, not destroy it, to at least get back to pit road, not destroy, not piss off the whole field and leave debris everywhere. And then these things with no the way caution. they are, no caution. And the way they are, he'll get stuck somewhere, you know, where it won't be able to keep driving. So great job on him to turn around and come back. Uh, but, you know, it, it just, it was one of those amusing parts to us that we're like, that was a great move, but he got a penalty for it. Uh, poor, Wyatt, poor Wyatt is sitting there saying, who the heck is Rosie Ruiz? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I know that one. The, the lady that okay. cheated the boss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know no, that no, story. Okay. This right. isn't, just, that's just not check. an Earl Ross nugget. It's not that, pretty close. Pretty close that he knew the name off the top of his head like that. Pretty Earl Rossian. You know, it's but. amazing. That woman is synonymous for, with cheating on a race course. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the rest of the top 10. Kyle Busch was second at a plus 275. Joey Logano, uh, once again, another one that we kind of said, Joey, uh, Joey Logano plus 900 for a top three. Uh, pretty big number there. Chris Boucher, another road course run. We talked about Chris Boucher a lot on the show. There he is with another top 10. The Dinger with a good run. Chase Elliott, we talked, wasn't good all day. Just did pit strategy, got there. The Dinger, Michael McDowell still showing his, his road course chops. And then good, there's our- Good all day. Yep. Good all day, Michael McDowell and, was. So, and then there's the there's the perennials. Uh, Kyle Larson, Chris Bell, Ross Chastain, 8, 9, 10. Not where they accustomed running, but 8, 9, 10. So that was- that kind of puts a little bow on Sonoma. Um, little one big piece of news we need to at least get to, you know, just real quick, Jeff. Uh, not not a shocker. Most news in NASCAR, of course, is is uh, the, the worst kept secrets in the world. But Josh Berry officially replacing Kevin Harvick next year at Stuart Haas Racing. Um, big loss to me for the for the Hendrick camp for the Chevrolet camp. Josh has done a pretty darn good job. Uh, even though he got to start late in his career, uh, Dale Jr. really did a nice job of mentoring him. And, and and if I know Dale, he's not mad that he's leaving. He's happy he's getting a great opportunity. No, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. And I think, you know, I think what's going to be interesting going forward, you know, he's been like the perennial fill-in guy for Chase Elliott, for Alex Bowman. So if we have a Hendrick driver get hurt the rest of the year, now that we know he's going to the Ford camp, um, I'm going to say he's not the fill-in driver. No. Well, you already had Corey LaJoy. Remember, they already put Corey LaJoy in for Alex Bowman the one week. So we already know that, that they, they, they already knew this was coming, so they had already pushed him back as the fill-in but, guy. But that situation was a little different because Josh Berry was running the Xfinity car in Portland that weekend, so he really didn't have an opportunity. He couldn't run the cup car in St. Louis. So a little bit different there. So, But, no, great for him, and he gets to keep Rodney Childers as his crew chief, which I think will be huge, huge. to have. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's a young driver, but, look, the cup series is still relatively new to him. To have a veteran crew chief like Rodney Childers come in can only be a positive. Nope. Let's get to our season standings real quick, and and my uh, my 17-race winner theory is is – it's it's looking more difficult, but not impossible. Um, so far, we're at uh, ten winners with still with still uh, what was this one? We still got uh, nine not races many. to go. So or ten races to go. So we still got some. We still had a shot, but we're going to need some stuff. William Byron still your your playoff standings leader. Kyle Busch right there. Um, but that cut line, man, Jeff. We keep talking about it. That cut line is is awfully awfully tight, man. It is going to be so much fun. For, for us as fans, it's going to be so much fun watching this cut line come into play as the season winds down. You're right. And there's a guy, Alex Bowman, who missed those races. He's up there. And Truex, I think, went from sixth in the actual point standings to first in points just by winning at Sonoma. It just shows how tight it is at the top right now. Yep. 
And then uh, let's talk about our little upcoming schedule right here. We got, of course, we're, you're in Nash Vegas, Nashville this weekend. We got the uh, Chicago, the big street course race. Going to be a lot of fun watching them go around the streets of Chicago. I hope there's many, many uh, Blues Brothers references as they do it. Um, Quaker State 400 in Atlanta after that. Then Loudon, New Hampshire for the, we already discussed, the Crayon 301. <laughs> not the Crayola. Not, not crayon. the Crayola yes. 301. And then, of course, Pocono for the Pocono 400, uh, one of my old favorite courses with, with of course, the Mattiolis and the Rose family that are such great people up there. I'm excited to see what next week brings when we get to that street course in Chicago. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, going to be different. We'll see what happens. Yep. So when we come back, we'll talk all things Nashville Super Speedway, the 1.3-mile concrete oval, which tough on tires, tough on drivers. It's, it's a fun place. I used to love racing there in the truck, so I'm excited the Cups guys are there, and we'll get you the odds to win when we return. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. The green flag is back in the air after the yellow flag, of course, when we go to break. Uh, Brendan Gone hanging out in studio, Mr. Motley hanging out in Nashville. And we are talking Nashville, getting ready to talk about the uh, the race here at Nashville. The track itself is a 1.3 mile. We used to call it one and a quarter, so it's one and a third, actually. Uh, it's a concrete oval, which is unique in our sport. Race, of course, Sunday afternoon, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Chase Elliott, your winner last year. And, Jeff, this track, it, it, it has no equal, honestly. It's, Dover is the only place that I would say a little bit because the amount of grip the Goodyear tires have going into the corner with the concrete, it's amazing how much grip this place has. But there's no mile and a half, no gateway, no Phoenix. You know, there's no banking there. Nashville's got a bunch of banking, concrete, and you absolutely rail this place. It is phenomenal to drive. Yeah, but it's not banking like Dover either, though. No, so it's no. kind of like, I mean, it, you're right. It's very unique. I mean, you can probably find elements of about five or six different racetracks on the circuit that we race on here. The concrete, like you said, very similar to, to Dover. The, the 1.3, very similar to a Gateway or a Darlington. But the actual layout it's kind of shaped like a Charlotte, a Texas, so um, or even a Vegas or a Kansas. So just a little different, different length and, and distance there. So yeah, I think you can put a lot of elements of a lot of different racetracks into this. Yeah, that concrete though makes it where it's, it's just its own animal. It's so much fun to race there. 
Um, you know, last year, of course, Chase Elliott was your winner. So maybe this is the week we talk about Chase getting off the schneid of 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 the the wins. And Kurt Busch was second place, not Kyle Busch. So we we definitely don't have that Bush brother. And we were doing some stats during the break, Jeff. And uh, Kurt Busch, one of the best at Nashville. Kyle Busch, mm, so far his stats don't look very good. But I think that uh, that may change with old RCR. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't underestimate uh, Kyle Busch in this race. I think he's certainly going to be one of the guys to beat uh, coming into this thing. So uh, I, I, he's a guy, I think, when we start looking at the odds, we probably might see a decent number on him. And, boy, he might be hard to pass up. So let's get into the odds to win this race. And we will start off with our favorite right now is Kyle Larson. I mean, that doesn't surprise anybody, I think. No shocker there. Kyle Larson is the uh, your favorite to win, plus 550. Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, all 750s. Uh, William Byron, Chase Elliott, 850s. Ryan Blaney, 900. Then double digits. Ross Chastain, 11 to 1. Christopher Bell, 12. Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano, 16. Kevin Harvick, 18. Bubba Wallace, 22. Alex Bowman, 30. And Brad Keselowski, 35. Ty Gibbs ending out the front page, 45 to 1. Jeff, there is a stat, though, about Kyle, uh, about the winner of this race. Of, of Nashville, Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott. If you remember the first year of it, he actually won the race and was disqualified. So he Good finished. Point. If you, it, I don't know if you, if you remember what he, he, he was running at the end. He ended up finishing 39th. Uh, they did give him a penalty post race. So uh, Chase Elliott, pretty darn good. We've, you know, I've been on that Chase Elliott bandwagon saying, you know, Chase is going to win again. You know that he's going to get a W before the playoffs start. This, to me, at 850, I think I may have to take a shot on a race winner, and it may have to be Chase Elliott. Well, you're right. Two checkered flags at Nashville, and Chase Elliott has taken both checkered flags. That's certainly something worth looking at. It just seems this year we haven't seen the same Chase Elliott. I mean, I know we had the injury, but even you know before the injury, I'm not sure that we we're seeing the same Chase Elliott yet this year. So uh, I think it's probably a fair number on him to put him at plus 850. You know, one thing we also didn't mention that's different about this race this year, uh, the first time it's going to be run at night. This was a day race the last couple of years, so they moved it to night. NBC wants it in prime time for their first race of the year. So I think that's probably going to be a little bit of a factor, too, for these teams. You know, uh, so he, he just to, to reiterate, he actually didn't win the race. He finished 13th, but he was leading the race, and he had five loose lug nuts, which is why they penalized him uh, all the way to the Oh, back. that's right. That's, yeah. that's right. It he, wasn't he, a... he had the lead. He won stage one. He, led, he was leading the most laps, or Larson was leading, but he led the second most laps, was right up there in the end, and then uh, had the loose lug nuts and faded back, and that was what it was. So... Uh, I, but eight eight fifty for Chase Elliott. That's I like that. And and look, Kevin Harvick. I'm look. I'm digging into the stats here. Kevin Harvick. You know, just announced his retirement. Raced here. You know, in Xfinity back in the day. Got some laps here. Average finish seven point five in the two races. Uh, got one of one top five, two top tens in the two races here. That eighteen to one. Could we see these huge numbers off of uh, former Cup Series champions two weeks in a row? Well, I think that's possible, and I think another guy sitting there is Joey Logano at 16-1. to 1. I mean, look, these are the kind of tracks that you just expect Joey Logano to be there at the end. Now, I know sometimes he's either been out to lunch or he's been, you know, feasting on everybody else, but uh, Joey Logano at 16-1, to 1, I think, is another another former champion that's worth taking a look at. Yep, let's get to the second page of the odds here real quick, and, and we lead off with, with still a conundrum for me. Daniel Suarez is 55-1. to 1. Uh, Then huge drop-off after Daniel. Ryan Priest, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chris Boucher, all 90 to 1. 
How about this for some guys? Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon, Eric Almarola, 100s, and then Eric Jones and Austin Sindrick, 150. Austin Sindrick finished seventh in this race last year. Um, kind of surprised they have him that far of a long shot. I mean, uh, I can't say that he's that far off. Well, I think part of it is, you know, the, the what have we talk about, the what have you done for me lately, oh, and yeah. Cedric hasn't really been very good this year, and I told you, if you look at last year's top 10, you look at the top 10 the year before that, we haven't really seen a lot of upset names. Like I said, Cedric finishing seventh was probably the only name in the top 10 that might have surprised you a little bit last year, but again, last year, he had already won the Daytona 500, you know, so he had a little bit more momentum last year, so I just think Nashville is one of those racetracks that we just don't see a big upset come out of the blue and have a good run. You know, Daniel Suarez, uh, he finished, he finished uh, first year, you know, had a lot of experience in trucks and Xfinity here, uh, finished seventh. And then if you look at, at how he did last year, 15th, I don't know, 55 to one. I just, there's something about track house is running so good and he's just running so middle of the road. I don't understand what the Daniel Suarez is a great race car driver. I'm not sure what's going on right there. Well, and honestly, I think maybe the last three or four weeks, he's probably been a little bit better than Chastain. I mean, I think with the whole, right, if you take the whole season as a whole, yeah, Chastain's having a better year. Clearly, you look at the points, you look where he is. Um, But neither one of them have been to victory lane. I just feel like Daniel's getting a little bit better right now. I do too. And that's that's a 55 to one. Probably might talk about him a little more when we do top threes, and let's get into those. Uh, Kyle Larson is your favorite, of course, is top three plus 155 on DraftKings. Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin are all plus 200. Uh, William Byron, Chase Elliott are 240s. Ryan Blaney, 250. Ross Chastain, 300. Christopher Bell is there at 400. Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano, 450s. Kevin Harvick, 550. Bubba Wallace, 600. And then double digit start with Alex Bowman, Brad Kay, and Ty Gibbs all at 10 to 1. Um, you know, there's one guy we haven't talked about, Brendan, and I know he doesn't necessarily have the greatest numbers at, at Nashville, but the guy's been really good all year, and that's William Byron. You know, uh, that's we didn't what, talk about him to win. We had, I mean, a top three, a plus two forty. Uh, uh, Byron is there every week on these kind, of, these similar type layout racetracks. Well, and he's got a third and then a thirty fifth. Uh, his thirty fifth was, and let's see, let me check what that. Well, I guarantee was. he wasn't the thirty fifth fastest car on the racetrack. No, no, that's why I'm I'm going back to to see what it said. So, uh, yeah, he was forty laps down, so he had something happen. Doesn't say what. But he was 40 laps down, and but he was top 10 the year before. So I like that. And how about Alex Bowman way down there at 10 to 1? I mean, look, Bowman, all these Hendrick cars at this type of place, they do run pretty darn well. So I can't say I dislike that right there. No, I mean, I think any of those guys. And, and we, we, look, we've also seen a great resurgence over the you know this year in the Roush Fenway cars. So even a, a Brad Keselowski or a Chris Buescher, both of those guys are capable of clicking off a top three any week. Let's get to the second page real quick, and we got Daniel Suarez twelve to one. There, there's my number that I was looking at for there. That's a hell of a number for a top three, and I think Suarez could possibly do that here. Then you got a big drop off: Ryan Priest, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chris Boucher, Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon, Eric Almarola, all twenty-two to one. Eric Jones and Austin Sindrick forty to one. Uh, Dinger fifty-five. You know, Eric Almarola, fourth place you finish. Like a, fourth place you like finish. Almirola. You like Almirola better than Busher for a top three? Because I think Busher twenty-two to one is worth taking a look at as well. I do. I'm just looking at at stats of, of what they've done the last two years. Eric Almirola has, has been pretty stout the last two years here. He's not terrible. I mean, he has a top ten with a four or top five with a fourth place finish, um, average finish ten and a half. That's not a bad number for him um, on on a top three number way down there. If you want to take that flyer, 
at 22 to 1. Um, I, I'm betting you if you find, go to DraftKings, find a top 10 number, he's still probably got a double digit top 10, even, you know, maybe 850 or something like that. So that's a, I like that Eric Almarola, at least for a top 10, if you can find it. Hey, you know, the other wild card in there to me, because he always does it once or twice a year. Justin Haley goes in there and he throws that Hail Mary and he ends up getting the top three. I think he did it twice last year. I mean, Justin Haley's 80 to one. And I don't know why this just seemed like one of those kind of tracks where just wouldn't shock me to see a guy like him pop up around the top, top five before the race is over. Well, and the name we, we blew over pretty quickly was Tyler Reddick twice. I mean, Tyler Reddick to win or as a top three, as a top three, Tyler's 450. I mean, that's a Tyler Reddick is pretty stout. Every place we kind of go, this kind of fits in his wheelhouse. No, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I would not sell him short at all. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some numbers here for the top threes. It's going to be difficult for me in the top threes. I may have to I may have to focus on the head-to-head battles because I've been whooping y'all's butt this year, basically because of head-to-head. So we'll get to those when we come back in the next segment. premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. Flag is back out for life while I do the podcast read, which is want to repart any, <laughs> rewatch any part of today's show or any past show for that matter. Check out Gone Racing's podcast. It's free and available now at vison.com forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Give you all the latest news, odds, and everything you need to know to head straight to the betting counter for each and every NASCAR race. While you're there, catch up on every VEASAN show as well. VEASAN.com forward slash podcasts. And the black flag is now out for Brendan Gone. Uh, yeah, there it is. There's my black flag. Uh, welcome back in. Like I said, this is the best thing that we've bought at VEASAN. I have so much fun yeah. with these. Black flag. Black flag. I got, I got a black flag before we went to the break because Wyatt was saying that it was very uncalled for that I took a dig on how bad I've been kicking y'all's butt this year in the series, in the gone race and betting pool. Um, and then I got the black flag because I did not have the read right in front of me, ready to go. So <sighs> Karma. karma. No, double black kidding, flags. Kidding. I, that's the black flag with the white stripe. They're parking me a lot. But, Brendan, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to get defend you here. I, I think if you're kicking everybody's butt, then – it's up, up to us to get more races right. So, I, 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 like, I don't ever have a problem when somebody runs up the score. To me, it's your it's the other team's job to, to stop them. So, no, look, I, I say, look, you're kicking our butt. We kicked your butt last year. Yes, we you gave did. you so much grief last year. I mean, the freaking pit crew even created their own comic strip. After the whoa, way they whoa, whoa, whoa. They did. It was, so, it was an entertainment. I forgot about that. Are you, are you telling me that? Was that not taunting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was basking in the glory of how well we did last year. You know, no, yeah, you know what? Ryder, I blame I blame like Harrison Burton Phoenix for bringing out that <laughs> caution because we had Kevin Harvick. He was going to win the race. You know what? It's on you, Harrison. It's on you, Harrison. They thought they were like Ronda Rousey, John Cena, and Hulk Hogan. Uh, all yeah, that's right. We, and we noticed we haven't seen that in weeks. Weeks. No, and, maybe and, months. And the even. last one we had 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 bandages don't, all don't over. Don't worry, so. we, we got time. We got uh, we got like twenty races left. Okay. Ish, maybe. Ish, ish. That's a technical term, by the way. All right, let's get to our head-to-heads, and and we start off there. There's there are a couple head-to-heads here that first of all I really really look at and like. Uh, this is the of course from the Westgate is where we get our head-to-head matchups. And Jeff, right off the bat, I, I understand it's against our race favorite Kyle Larson, but you're telling me Kyle Busch in a head-to-head matchup is getting 135 
to Kyle Larson and getting 115 to William Byron. Those two just leap out the page at me. Kyle Busch with that big of a number in a head-to-head? Well, and Kyle Larson has been so feast or famine. He mm-hmm. either wins or somebody crashes him out of the race or he crashes himself out of the race. So, no, I like that one. I think that number – the Kyle Busch one is the one I think I really like the most uh, comparing those. But, yeah, plus 135, that's a pretty big number. Uh, the other one I look at is is uh, – maybe I'm going with my heart here a little bit. but What has happened to Wyatt, by the way? I mean, <laughs> see, I'm looking at him on my screen and – I mean, literally, <laughs> we'll, he's just... We'll tell you at the break what happened. It, it, he, he's looking at that. Yeah. Let, let's just keep going with the head-to-heads right now. Um, we... <laughs> at least there's not an imposter standing behind uh, me like no, it was last week. No, so. no, this one's pretty good. Um, Kevin Harvick is plus 110. I'm looking at stats. You know, Bubble or Ryan Blaney has one bad race because he had an accident in last year's race. He was really good the year before. Third, third, third in the stages, third in the race, led no laps. Um, Harvick has been good both years here. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going head or heart, but plus 110 in a head-to-head matchup with Kevin Harvick against Ryan Blaney. I kind of like that, too. I think you're reading the wrong Ryan Blaney line, though. I love the plus 115 against Denny Hamlin. I really do like that one because you talked about how well Blaney has run there. Uh, look, we know Denny's another kind of a feast or famine guy, and and uh, I just think Blaney, he looks like he's running better. You know, he's got a win under his belt now. I think that's probably giving him a little bit of confidence. I like Ryan Blaney at the plus 115 against Denny more than I do Kevin against Ryan Blaney. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. I think I'm doing a little bit of heart right there with uh, with with Eric, with the announcement that just came out with Harvick and all that stuff. And So maybe, maybe I'm reading into that too much, but the two Kyle Bushes, I do like both of those, and those those are pretty darn good looking to me. I think I'm going to have to jump on at least one of those. Uh, let's get into our group matchups. And Motley, there's some fun numbers in the groups this week. There are some really big odds uh, and and some some interesting names around the, the 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 groups here. Let's start with Group A. Kyle Larson, your favorite at 240. William Byron, 265. Martin Truex Jr., 290, and Chase Elliott, 295. That would be Chase Elliott, last year's winner of this race. The year before, the guy that led the second most laps in this race at 295 in Group A. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like Group A. Um, look, you say, okay, Larson and Byron have been the two best drivers all year long. Uh, Truex with a tremendous amount of confidence. Chase Elliott, the defending winner of this race. I mean, you, you can make a case for all four of those guys so much. I just think this one's a hard one to handicap. I mean, if you're looking for the long shots, maybe it's Elliott and Truex, but I'm just telling you, I, I don't think this is the same Chase Elliott this year that we've seen over the last few years. Uh, Truex is the one that might be able to surprise somebody and, and actually come out of this group if you're looking for a long shot, but I'm kind of feeling like staying away from it. Well, let me give you another stat about Truex. I said the only track to me that this kind of relates to is Dover, right? The concrete monster. Guess oh, who? one of his home one of his hometown tracks. Oh, Nashville is one of his hometown tracks. Come on, it's still oh, course, it's still yeah. east of the Colorado River. Um, so, so Martin Truex Jr. Remember, won Dover. I mean, ha- had a hell of a race at Dover too. So, the, remember that was the weekend of the Truex. As Ryan got his first win, Martin got you know right. back off the Schneid. So, two ninety. I, I like the two bottom guys. They're like I said, Larson. We know Larson's always fast, and then either he wins or he ends up you know, getting wrecked out by Ross Chastain and finishing 35th. So <laughs> 290, I, I kind of like that a lot. I, I don't like those two dogs in Group A. 
Uh, I, I think if I'm going to go anybody, I, I would go Truex if I'm looking to try to get some value there. I, I do like it, like that one. Gotcha. Let's go on to Group B, and you got the guy you just talked about, Denny Hamlin at plus 260, Kyle Busch 265, Christopher Bell and Ross Chastain 280s. This one, to me, I mean, Ross Chastain second and second in the two races, and he's the dog. Now, he has not been running as well since he had the little talk with his team owner and everybody – you know, kind of did that whole thing. But let's go back to the Dover thing. Guess who finished second at Dover, led 98 laps, and was chasing down, you know, Martin Truex Jr. at the end of that race? That was Ross Chastain. It was. I tell you, I'm, I'm just liking Kyle Busch here. I just think this year, Kyle is so much better. I think this is a racetrack that really, really suits him. He runs well on these kind of racetracks. And I just think he is in a much better position this year than he has been the last couple of years. I'm really going to kind of throw out his, his history here in the cup car. I mean, yeah, he's a guy that that look he can race anything. We know he's good, and and uh, I just like the fact that you can even get him, and he's not the favorite in this group. That's a good point. He's not the favorite. It's two sixty five, which is a good number. Um, and, and we're we're leaving C Bell out of this whole argument. C Bell not a slouch here either. I mean, I, I we, we should at least give a little bit of you know two top tens for Christopher Bell at this place. So I just th- this is the group to me that that I look at Ross Chastain though and say. Man, he's finished second, second, and at the other track, I think, is like this one, second. That, that, and he's the dog. I mean, I'm getting the, the best number in there at 280. Uh, yeah, I like Bell, too. I mean, look, this is a tough group. It really is. I just, I'm feeling partial to Kyle Busch in this group, but it's, uh, look, and you mentioned it before we even started talking about these groups. We've got some interesting numbers. Mm-hmm. we got some tough matchups in the groups this week. Uh, it's going to be exciting to watch how the groups unfold during the course of the race on Sunday. Let's get to Group C, and Group C kicks off with Ryan Blaney as your huge favorite at 225, Tyler Reddick, 250, Kevin Harvick, 280, and then Bubba Wallace, 355. Uh, Blaney is is the the favorite for a reason, right? I mean, we we I, I talked about it a minute ago, him versus Kevin Harvick, um, but but uh, the only wild card here to me is Tyler Reddick. What Tyler Reddick's going to do uh, has not had good races here. In his in his two races here, average finish of 18, but I think that's kind of an anomaly for Tyler Reddick. He normally is really good at this place uh, or at places like this. He he's the type of guy like Kyle Larson that likes these things. Um, Kevin Harvick to me at 280 or Ryan Blaney. I think that's two man horse race. Then why would I pick the head to head? Why don't I just pick here and get a better return on either one of the guys? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. You know, I, I really like Blaney here. Um, I just think this is a this is a group that sets up well for him. I know he's the favorite. No big surprise there. Uh, boy, that plus three fifty five on Bubba, and knowing how well Bubba has run this year on the one point five mile tracks, this is a little smaller at one point three. But again, it's got some similarities, and you know it's got a little similarity to Kansas, just a little bit shorter track, and we know how good he's been there. So that plus three fifty five on Bubba is intriguing, just because uh, he's been so much better this year on these type of racetracks. But I like Blaney. Yeah, I'm just looking back at Dover and then the two races here. Bubba's been kind of uh, not been his type of forte, let's just say. Let's get but he's to, doing better this year. He is. He's been he better is. this year. Let's get to Group D real quick. And Group D kicks off with a huge favorite of Joey Lacano, 155, Alex Bowman, 275, Brad Keselowski, 380, and Daniel Suarez, 380. That's enticement right there, Jeff. Well, it is, and I think the one after any of the bottom three. I like Bowman here because I can get the plus 275. I would not touch Logano just because he's such a heavy favorite. Uh, certainly those 380s are big, but I like the plus 275. I think that's a good number on Alex Bowman in this group. Brad Keselowski finished eighth at Dover this year. Led eight laps, fourth in the stage. I know the, uh, we know who the pit crew's picking. Uh, 
I may have to jump back on that with him. I may, I may join him in the Barrett Kozlowski bandwagon there. All right, guys, we come back, finish up the groups, our prop bets, and our picks. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. White flag is in the air one more time around the Gone Racing show here with Brendan Gone hanging out with you, Jeff Motley in Nash Vegas. We're just finishing up our groups. We just were finishing up Group D where where Brad Keselowski is a plus 380. We, just, we know who the fit crew is going to be picking today with that number. Uh, let's get into Group E real quick, Mr. Molly, and, and Group E leads off with the rookie. Ty Gibbs is your favorite at 235. Chris Boucher, 275. Austin Dillon, 285. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 295. Um, you know, I, I'm looking through stats. Chris Boucher, ninth place at Dover this year, right behind his teammate. That was one that I lost, by the way. Brad and Chris were in the same group at that race, and I wanted them flip-flopped. Uh, but Chris Boucher, 275. The wild card to me is is that Ty Gibbs, who's been running very well lately, um, has you know has me a little concerned with how good he's been running. But uh, I, I kind of like Chris Boucher in this. Well, you know me, I, the guy that's probably got me more points this year than anybody's been Chris Boucher. I love Boucher in this group. Um, the guy that, to me that can be the wild card here is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, there's a guy he's plus 295 and. He, he clearly has run better this year than we've seen mm-hmm. in a lot of years. He stayed out of trouble. He's run everybody clean. He's run consistently. Uh, he's the kind of guy that could sneak in there on a big number. But, man, Chris Buescher, I love, love cashing checks with Chris Buescher. No, he's he's cashed a lot of tickets for us over the years. And, and Stenhouse does have a top 10 here. He finished sixth in the very first year at this race and then followed it up last year with a 16th. Not quite as good, but that team has been running better. So, I you know, it, it's – there's just something about that Chris Busher, man. He just does. I mean, we've talked about him since the very first year of gone racing. He, he cashes some tickets for us on this show. Uh, Group F, Eric Almirola, your favorite, 270. It's all co-favorites. 270, Chase Briscoe, 270. Ryan Priest, 270. Austin Sindrick, 275. Um, I was going to be really high on Eric Almirola just with, the, with what I saw from him in the past here. 
but that Austin Cindric number has me a little nervous. And then you throw the blanket over this group at all 270s. Not a lot of cheese to spread around there. It's all kind of one one world. No, but I think Eric Almarola should be the favorite. I really do. I mean, you mentioned you know how well he's done here, and 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 Almarola runs well on these kind of tracks. So I know Cindric has that seventh place finish last year. I give him credit for that. But uh, I, I like Almarola here. I kind of do, but Cindric has me a little. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Chase Briscoe has, has not been showing it that that, that that they just need to figure something out over there at that Stuart Haas group, other than just Kevin. Well, it's, well I was going to say you got three Stuart Haas cars in this one. I think Almirola is the best of the three, and I just don't have a lot of faith in Austin Cindric these days. And, I, I thought for sure this would be the group that you guys would say I don't want to touch. Uh, these might these might be the four most disappointing drivers I, this year. Well, I, that, that, I think, that, that listen that Stuart Haas racing. This is not. Spire, this is no, and not knocking front row and Spire and those guys. This is Stuart Haas racing in Group F, three of them with a Penske car. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm eating crow for my worst pick of the season that I, you know, started off early with Martin Truex Jr. being the disappointment. But this right here is the the disappointing group of the season right here. I mean, three Stuart Haas cars and a, and a Penske car, Group F, that is not what they were looking, thinking they were going to do this season. We're picking the best of the worst. Guys. So, uh, this, and this is the one that Wyatt, though, I'm like, I just look at and go, not enough spread. Each guy is underperforming. Every once in a while, one performs. Hard to pick which one. I don't like Group F this week. Uh, the manufacturer prop is up this week, and uh, go figure. It, no, no shocker here. Chevy is minus 105, is your odds on favorite. Toyota plus 190. Fords are plus 330. You know, I would not be shocked at a Ford this week. I mean, I do think that Kevin Harvick, I do think that Joey Logano, I do think those two guys leading the charge. Um, but that 190 in Toyota is not a bad return either. No, it's not. I, I mean, obviously, there's no point in betting Chevrolet here. I just well, I mean, 105 is not, minus 105. That that's less than a than a a, sta- a straight juice bet, a 110. So I mean, you know, it's well, not a bad I, number, honestly. I agree with you, but I just think there's so many more opportunities that Toyota. I think Toyota and Ford's chances. Are, are a little bit more level this week that, with Chevy, and I think that getting those plus numbers are, would be worth it to you. Uh, I don't disagree, but 105 is – we had, what was Chevy last couple weeks? 120, minus 125, I think, or something like that. One is 135 or 155 I, one week. I mean, all I know is Toyota was plus 300 last week, and and I'm happy that Martin Drix Jr. <laughs> brought it home. So, so well, we, now, let's talk about last week then since we can get to my favorite part of the show this season. Um, that is how we've been doing week to week. And, and Mr. Motley, you absolutely, you, you won the week. I, I will have to, but all of us had really good weeks last week. All of us were winners. Uh, not all of us had good weeks. I wouldn't say we, we, oh. we didn't suck that bad. Listen, listen for the picture. That's a, that's a good week. I mean, okay. being only minus 0.2, that's a, that's look, a W for them. Look, that's the, the frustrating part with it was that we, you know, we picked, you know, Ross Chastain over Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott gets the, you know, the fuel strategy. I'm as high on Austin Sindrick because, you know, road racing and, you know, he's been struggling this year. He was awful. I'm never picking him again. <laughs> and I think we had Daniel Suarez, am I not yep, mistaken? Yep, top three. He misses a shift or, I don't know, got stuck in first gear in the first lap and lost 20 spots. So it was like anything well, that could go wrong went wrong. Well, and well Suarez has a, has a history of that on road courses lately. And I also would like to point out that if it wasn't for Elliott doing this silly pit strategy – I would have won four out of my five bets, and I would have had a huge number because I had the same head-to-head you had. Plus, I had uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, I had Larson and Chastain both over Elliott. 
Uh, if some butts were candy nuts, oh, what a merry Christmas it would yes, be. Yes, you're exactly right, and that's uh, why we can't talk about that. I, I got my, my my Kyle Bush Group B. I got my Bush over Elliot. You know, my, my Hamlin was was a uh, a big disappointment there. AD definitely not did not quite perform quite like I was expecting for my AD. And then Harvick, I, I, I said it when I picked him. A lot of heart in that Harvick pick. Uh, yeah, at some, at some point, you might have to check your heart at the door and start yeah, using your head when it comes to Harvick. Might have to at some point, but I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. <laughs> He'll surprise us at some point, like he did last year, winning two in a row. What he won at Michigan yep. and then somewhere else. Yep. So. Right, right before the playoffs. He knocked his way into the playoffs real fast. So that was. Yep. But as we always do, we go from worst to first on this show. And after last year's season of me doing three quarters of it from the first pick position. That honor goes to our friends mired in the basement, and that is Wyatt and the pit crew. Wyatt, please lead the way, sir. All right, this is, we had the week off to kind of refocus, re-energize. This has a little Isaiah flair to it. He liked uh, Kyle Busch over William Byron plus 115. I was debating on the Chase Elliott plus 295 in Group A, but I just like the momentum that Truex has. I got him in Group A plus 290. Same thing I like what Kyle Busch has been doing this year with the consistency with the new team uh, to win Group B plus 265. Tyler Reddick to win Group C at plus 250, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win Group E plus 295. I was also debating the Chris Buescher one, but Isaiah was high on Stenhouse. All right. And, and notice ab- noticeably absent. No, 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 no. I'm not taking Brad until Atlanta. I'm already telling you I'm taking Brad Keselowski at Atlanta to win. I'm, I'm building that one up. Well, we've got we've we that's the that is the earliest pick ever made in the history of this show. We've got to pick two weeks in advance. Brady. All right. Well, I mean, hey, I, I think he's leaving a lot of a lot of coin on the table there for old Brad Keselowski this race. But please, Mr. Motley, I, you you get to go second though. Based on that verbiage, I don't know who was more uh, flummoxed, Brendan, about you not picking Keselowski or Clint Boyer watching Denny Hamlin crash at the start <laughs> finish line at Sonoma. Uh, okay, my picks, I'm going to go head-to-head. I'm taking Ryan Blaney over Denny Hamlin, speaking of, of the guy who misjudged turn 11 at Sonoma. And then the rest of mine are in the groups. I'm kind of putting a lot of eggs into the Blaney baskets. I'm taking Ryan Blaney in Group C. I'm going Alex Bowman in Group D. My man, Chris Busher in Group E. And Eric Almarola in Group F. And, yes, it's killing me not to take Kyle Busch in Group B. And I have a feeling that one's going to come home to bite me. All right, I've got I've got scratches all over the place on mine this week. I, I've I'm torn. I have too many that I want. Can I make? Are you saying things? everything that you gave me during the break? I'm just gonna have to go scribble it out. Now. No, no, no. Okay. I, but I, I've been I've been sitting here debating. Uh, I'm going to go with a pick a winner, which I rarely do, but I'm picking a winner this week. Chase Elliott. I'm going to ride that horse because he's going to get a W before the playoffs happen. This is a place he's really good at. I'm taking Chase Elliott to win. Uh, I am going to put my money where my mouth is on them head-to-head bets. I am taking Kyle Busch over Kyle Larson, plus 135 in a head-to-head matchup with Kyle Busch. Too much coin there to be returned. Um, I think Kyle Larson is going to win the race, but so many things happen to Kyle that are so odd that I'm going to jump on that. And then I'm going into the group matchups. I'm taking Martin Truex Jr. in Group A. Uh, We we talked about it. To me, it's him and Elliott. I'm kind of hedging my bet there, Group A for him. I'm taking Ross Chastain in Group B. Uh, those are four. And then my last one, I had Boucher and Brad Keselowski circled. And just to make Wyatt happy, and I'm hoping it wins because that way I can just dig the pit crew again. I am taking Brad Keselowski at 380 in Group B. Proud of you. I, I really, I, you know, I hope you win that bet. I appreciate that. I appreciate Wait a minute. That. 
Wait, wait. In group what? He's not in group B. What group D, is I said D. D. D as in Dumbo. D, D, is, D as in D Dumbo. Is in, uh, yeah, probably use another word for me right now, but that's okay. <laughs> Group D. So, Mr. Motley, have fun in Nash Vegas this weekend. It, it's it's always a party down uh, down at the old Main Street down there, so don't get in too much yep. trouble. Chicago, Chicago next week. Chicago next week, going to be a lot of fun. All right, guys, we come when, next week. We'll see you breaking down Nash Vegas and Chicago. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.